I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. As Bay Area residents, we often use air quality as a measure of the fire season's severity. Hazy skies are affirming what we already knew. This year's fire season is aggressive and unrelenting. Nine national forests in Northern California have been forced to close through Labor Day, and hundreds of California residents are under evacuation orders because of wildfires. For the first time, the residents of Lake Tahoe's resort communities are under evacuation threat, and that's due to the Caldor Fire, which has already burned more than 136,000 acres. This week, the Cal Fire director has called it the, quote, number one priority in the nation. As that fire knocks on the door of the Tahoe region, firefighters are observing extreme fire behavior across the state. Field conditions are much worse than previous years due to the drought, and firefighters say the fire hazard is unlike anything they've ever seen before. In an update on Thursday morning, Cal Fire noted that flames, including those in the massive Dixie Fire, are making uphill runs and can travel up to eight miles in a single day. Chronicle reporter Julie Johnson joins me to talk about why wildfires are behaving differently and whether fire departments are equipped to manage them in the months ahead. Julie, thanks for joining me. So this fire season already seems very intense and aggressive. What exactly is unique about the flames of this year's fire season compared to previous years? One of the different factors this year is that the season got started earlier. The lava fire started in June. That's pretty early to have a fire of that size burning in California, and it just hasn't let up since then. And in terms of pace and size, how are we comparing this year's fire season to previous years? We're about on pace with last year. There are roughly 1.6 million acres that have burned this year, and that matches up with last year. But if you look at the last five years as a whole, that's about two and a half times the average number of acres that have burned. And from last year's fires, from my understanding, they were really driven by high winds. Is that the same case now, or what is the main differentiator? Is it the drought like we've been hearing? Winds have played a really important role in some of our worst fires in 2017 and 2018. Those fires broke out later in the season when those inland Diablo winds that are very dry and very hot battered the hills. And as soon as the sparks hit the ground, those fires took off and went into communities. This year, the fires have broken out in very remote areas and burned through super dry vegetation. So you're right, the climate is driving the size of these fires. Wind is still playing a role But for example, with the Dixie Fire, it had already grown to an enormous size and um, was hit by a windstorm 22 days after it first started. And that really fueled its growth into Greenville. And so wind is always a factor. But what's different is that these forests are so dry that even without wind, these fires are getting very big. And that is because the drought is creating more tinder for these fires that's really causing the the intensity of the fire season? Yeah. So the last two years have been a terrible snow year. So typically in these higher elevation forests, everything is still has some level of moisture, but the snow was not that great. What one state hydrologist told me is that the snow melt 
was surprisingly low. So normally, even with the low amount they have, they would expect a certain amount to fill the reservoirs. But that water just didn't show up. So is the drought also making fire just behave differently other than the land just being more flammable? Yes. And it's not just the drought. It's a combination of factors. We have super dry forests that are very dense. And this is something we keep hearing about over the years with these bad fires that our forests are too dense. And that matters because fire can climb up that dense brush into the tree canopy. And when it gets into the tree canopy, flame lengths hit 200 feet and they're very, very hard to control. You're not really fighting fire that's in the tree canopy. And that is what Cal Fire's director, Tom Porter, um, discussed with me. And he shared that was very significant to him with what's happening this year is there's so much fire in the tree canopy. The other problem when fire gets up there is it's more damaging to the trees. So our big old trees that normally survive fires are going to have a tougher fight this year. And, you know, at this point, we've had back-to-back fire seasons, and you mentioned that you spoke to Cal Fire. What else are they noticing about what's happening this year? One thing that was really noticed on the Dixie Fire, which is burning in the Plumas National Forest and also Shasta, Lassen, and Tehama counties, are these pyrocumulus columns, which are basically when the smoke creates those dramatic clouds that you see in the sky, and it generates its own weather. It's got wind, it can have some precipitation, it can have lightning. And what one fire behavior expert from CAL FIRE was telling me is that on the Dixie Fire, that storm system within the fire was basically sucking burning branches into the air and shooting that fire ahead of the main fire, sometimes five miles. And every spark that's hitting the ground is basically starting a new fire this year because of how dry things are. We'll be right back. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. Your colleague, Curtis Alexander, also another Chronicle reporter, he has a story that he's working on about how the state's wildfires are not only getting bigger, like you said, but also reaching higher elevations. We know that the Dixie Fire has been the first one to actually spread from the western slopes of the Sierra Nevada east to the valley floor. That seems really scary. What's happening there? Again, this ties back to climate and that terrible snow year that we had. So normally that high, things are still moist. They were socked in with smoke for a chunk of the year. And because the snow evaporated so quickly, these moist forests are just really dry. And so fires have burned up to the tree line on Mount Shasta, which was very surprising to foresters I spoke with there. And um, in his story, Curtis talks about one study that suggests 11% more forest across the whole Western United States is susceptible to burn compared to conditions 40 years ago. And A common critique that we've heard over time in California is that the state could have done a better job with controlled or prescribed burns to clear out vegetation, which is now causing a lot of these fires to be so expansive. Would that have made a really big difference with the specific challenges we're facing this fire season? 
Yes, many people do say yes. And the reason is that when fires burn mostly on the forest floor, that can be regenerative to a forest. But when it climbs up those ladder fuels into the tree canopy, it gets hotter, it gets more destructive, and that can really kill some of the big old trees and change an ecosystem. So a lot of the criticism out there is actually of the federal government, which is in charge of 57% of the forest land in California. Most of the public land here is managed by the feds. And for generations, they had a policy to put out all fires. And, you know, we're learning today that fire is part of a healthy California forest. Why were people resistant to the strategy of using prescribed burns in the past? Well, traditionally, the indigenous populations that lived here used fire regularly. It was just part of the cycle of the year. And I don't know why Europeans who settled these areas didn't take that up as a good idea. But certainly the federal government made it their mission to put out fires. And that was probably to protect people ultimately. But the consequence we now understand is very significant and also really affects people. Do we have a sense now, understanding that the fire is behaving a bit differently this year and understanding that we're going to need a lot of firefighting resources in the months ahead, is our state equipped to handle everything that's happening? Well, Cal Fire has insisted to me that they can do the job. And they know how to leverage resources from other places, ask for help from out of state. We saw crews coming from Australia in previous years and other countries. We know there's often other places to turn when you need help. But with how much fire is accelerating in California, I don't know that anyone knows what the tipping point will be. I mean, every year that I've covered fires, you hear firefighters say, oh, my gosh, it used to stop at roads and rivers, and now it's not stopping at rivers. Oh, my gosh, it crossed the highway. Oh, my gosh. You know, you hear these these statements and now all these things that were once really surprising just sort of happening every year because conditions are so bad. So, Julie, you've been reporting on fires for about a decade now, and we're understanding what makes this fire season a bit unique. I wonder what you're going to be looking out for in your reporting in the months ahead to understand this fire season. Well, we've already had 1.6 million acres burn, and it's not even September September, October, that's when we get some of those dry inland winds that have fueled some of our worst fires in California history, the ones that have burned into communities and and caused people to die. So that, I think, has everybody on alert right now because we've seen what fires have already done and we know what's possible as conditions continue to get drier and we've got those dangerous winds on the way. Well, Julie... There's a lot to look out for, and I appreciate you talking to me about it. Thank you. Thank you. Julie Johnson covers climate change for The Chronicle. You can find her story about how this fire season is behaving on sfchronicle.com or on The Chronicle app. For ongoing wildfire coverage, visit sfchronicle.com slash wildfires. Check out our up-to-date interactive fire tracker at sfchronicle.com slash fire map. As we just learned, this year's fire season is defined by the state's drought. You can keep track of water shortages, reservoir levels, and restrictions across the Bay Area with the Chronicle's Drought Tracker. That's at sfchronicle.com water. Thank you to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thanks to you for listening. 